Welcome to Enforcement and Compliance in Academic Research, a podcast series presented by Choate Holland Stewart, discussing the latest trends and other significant developments in related government investigations and regulatory compliance. Hi, my name is Christine Savage. I'm a partner in the healthcare practice at Choate. I'm joined today by Melissa Tierney, my colleague in our government enforcement and compliance practice. And we're going to talk with you for a few minutes about foreign components in academic research. Two concepts getting a lot of attention in light of recent enforcement actions in the research space are foreign components and other support. I've heard from researchers that they are unsure what a foreign component is and when they need to report one. Christine, how would you advise a researcher completing a grant application who may be concerned that their project involves a foreign component? Well, Melissa, first I would advise the researcher to ask two basic questions about his or her project. First, is any work on the project taking place outside of the United States? And second, does that work constitute a significant scientific element of the NIH-funded project? If the answer to either question is no, there's no foreign component to be reported. Second, I would advise the researcher to revisit those questions on a regular basis. The NIH requires that foreign components receive prior approval, and that means that those same questions are relevant whether it's at the application stage, the just-in-time stage, or annual progress reports, or really any time a new relationship or interaction with a foreign institution is being contemplated. So Christine, figuring out whether there is work being done outside of the United States seems pretty straightforward. But we still do get lots of questions about what is a significant scientific element. Fortunately, NIH has provided some concrete illustrations of what constitutes a significant scientific element of research for purposes of qualifying as a foreign component. For example, when a U.S. scientist collaborates with someone at a foreign institution to the point where the international researcher would be a co-author, that will typically be considered significant. The same would be true if a researcher uses facilities or equipment at a foreign site or a foreign site contributes significant materials or supplies for use in federal funded research. But Christine, what about situations where all of the work is being done in the U.S., but some of the people doing the work have come from foreign institutions? For example, they are supported financially by their home institution or a U.S. researcher has grants from foreign countries. Well, Melissa, if all the work is happening in the U.S., there is no foreign component, plain and simple. But there is, however, what's known as other support. The NIH rules require researchers to identify all of the sources of their research support, foreign and domestic. And importantly, they must identify those sources as they relate to all of their research endeavors, not just the research for which they're submitting an application or a progress report. We've heard from many researchers and their research administrators that they have not fully appreciated the scope of what needs to be listed as other support, and their mantra really needs to be, disclose everything. Thank you for tuning into our podcast, Enforcement and Compliance in Academic Research. That's all the time we have today. For more information about Choate and our institutional research compliance and foreign influence practice, please visit www.choat.com. You can also listen to more episodes of Enforcement and Compliance in Academic Research and other Choat podcasts in the newsroom of our website and subscribe to them wherever you listen to podcasts, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Thanks again for tuning in.